Welcome to another episode of Paleo Runner Podcast, a show helping you find better ways to live, run, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. The website for the show is paleorunner.org. I wanted to let you know that I'm offering coaching through Google Helpouts, over Skype, and on the phone. I've been running for 17 years, and I've learned that by running less and focusing on key workouts, you can reduce injuries while getting faster. Over the past couple of years, I've set personal records in the 5K through marathon while running less than 25 miles per week. If you're interested in getting help running faster on less mileage, go to paleorunner.org coaching and schedule a help out with me. I'm here today with my guest, Gene Villeneuve. And Gene had emailed me a few weeks ago, and he has seen massive improvements seen, uh, since going on the paleo diet. Um, he, he started just before Christmas, and already in a few weeks, he's seen a ton of improvements, and uh, it was quite remarkable to read his story. So, Gene, thanks for being on the show today. Well, thank you very much, Aaron. Thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, Gene, tell me a little bit about your background. And, and uh, in that email, you mentioned some of the things that you were dealing with for quite a while throughout your life. And um, tell the listeners kind of what you were dealing with, and then we'll get into um, the improvements that you've seen. Yeah, great. Well, well, thanks uh, again for yeah the uh, the uh, the opportunity. Well, in terms of background, um, you know, I've always if I go way way back to when I was a kid, I was always a very active kid. You know, back in the nineteen seventies when we had like sort of free range kids, where you know my mother and dad would say, as long as you're back in time for dinner, you know, go have fun. So I'd always go run around and be spend lots of time on my bike and everything else. Uh, so that was always something that just you know I, I absolutely loved doing. Um, and then sort of the 12, 13 years uh, of age, you know, my parents went through sort of a challenging divorce. And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, you know, I didn't know a lot about nutrition, you know, a lot of stress at home. And you know, for some reason, just gained a lot of weight. And unfortunately, I got teased a lot as a kid. And, uh, you know, throughout that process, you know, I, so I've, I've got this like thing at the back of my head now that, you know, being overweight is sort of a negative thing for me. Um, but, you know, I, I never kind of project that onto other people. It's just, it's sort of a self kind of you know, way of looking at myself, which is, which is sort of negative. But at the same time, it's, it sort of propelled me into, into sports. So, you know, at the age of 13, 14, I kind of rediscovered the bike and, you know, within the span of a couple of years that, you know, had lost a lot of weight, grew to the, you know, six feet in height and uh, was racing as a junior. Uh, I never did really well as a bike racer, but I was, you know, I, I had a lot of fun racing bikes. Um, and I also, you know, worked at a bike shop and, you know, spent a lot of time, uh, you know, around bikes and in the sports community. Um, and then, you know, eventually went to university and, uh, you know, in university, I did some running because I was so focused on school and education. I didn't have a lot of time to ride the bike. So for fitness, I would do, you know, running. But I didn't know anything about running, about structured training, about anything. I wasn't uh, competing in races. I just wanted to do something to stay fit, like in between classes. Um, and then after university, I just focused on you know, commuting, you know, back and forth between work and, uh, you know, and home with the bike. And then as I got a little bit more mature with my, uh, you know, my, my career and everything else, I started focusing more on the bike again in the late 1920s and early 19, sorry, sorry, my, my late 20s, right? <laughs> and my early 30s. I don't know why I was thinking a century ago here, but in my late 20s, my early 30s. Um, and, and then, you know, kind of to accelerate all the way to say 2006, 
is when my first daughter was born. And that's when I realized, like, you know, I, I can't focus enough time on, on cycling. So I, I fully sort of transitioned to running. And uh, for several years, I never even touched the bike. Um, but I fell in love with the running. And, uh, you know, so running was one of these things that, you know, I, like, I just wish I had, you know, really kind of pursued that earlier in life. Because as I found out, um, you know, I'm actually a much better runner than I am a cyclist, which I don't know why that is, but you know, there are guys that run and cycle with me and, you know, on a bike, I can't keep up with them. But when it comes to running, you know, they can't run nearly as fast or as far um, as I can. It's just this interesting sort of thing that I discovered within myself, which, you know, it's just, it's something that I absolutely love doing. Um, so I guess the, the, the long and the short of it is that when I ended up, discovering that you know I, I love running so much it's sort of pushing the distances and you know i was running a half marathon every weekend for a while um and and then i realized kind of i started getting all these pains i didn't know kind of where these pains were, were coming from and um you know and, and at one point i'm not sure if i told you this in the email but at one point i actually ran almost the distance of a half marathon on a broken leg. Um, and uh, so this precipitated a whole bunch of issues. So I ended up going to the doctor uh, a bunch of times. The doctor just thought, well, maybe you're unlucky, stress fracture, it tore. Uh, but then, you know, after that, I kept getting stress reactions or stress fractures every time I'd start ramping up the running again. So finally, I went in for a bone density scan. And in Canada, you have to pay extra to get a vitamin D test. So I, you know, so I convinced them I should get a vitamin D test. And as it can't turned out, I actually have osteopenia, and uh, which means I just don't have as much bone mineral density as I should have. Um, and um, I've also got, uh, I had low vitamin D at the time. Um, so it was actually quite low compared to what it should be. Um, so this was discovered actually about a year and a half ago. And since then, I've been really, really loading on vitamin D. And uh, the last two tests I've had, my vitamin D levels are uh, more than ad adequate. They're in a really good range. So that's kind of you know one thing that I've been dealing with the last few years. And 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 then in so the segue then is that you know one of the things I discovered, um, you know, one of the side effects of another condition I've had, and it's something I've had since I was you know maybe a teenager. Um, you know, I've got this esophagus that every so often decides it doesn't want, doesn't want to work. And I don't know if you've known anybody who's ever been like this, but um, what happens is that, you know, I'll be eating dinner or eating lunch, then suddenly my esophagus will just stop working and the food gets stuck and it won't go down and it won't come back up. And my esophagus stays shut for hours. And in worst case scenarios, I need to go to the hospital and have them stretch or dilate the esophagus. Um, and so when I was first diagnosed with this as a, a teenager, I remember I was 18 and I was in the hospital for three or four days uh, just because I had, you know, some, some food stuck in my esophagus. It just wouldn't go anywhere. Um, you know, the doctors prescribed uh, these acid uh, blockers. Um, and one of the side effects, long-term side effects of these acid blockers is that it actually decreases your ability to uh, absorb minerals and, uh, you know, calcium to build the bone density. So, I think the combination of just being light, um, you know, always around 160 pounds or, you know, for most of my cycling career, somewhere between 145 and 150, um, you know, at six feet, you know, always being a light plus the combination of having these drugs for so many years probably led to the fact that, uh, you know, I just didn't have the bone mineral density that I needed to have. So, mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, I mean, you were dealing with some serious things. I mean, you also mentioned in the email that you were dealing with acid reflux, so you had to take uh, acid reducers, which which one of their side effects is you don't absorb as many minerals from your food. So exactly. that leads to you getting uh, osteopenia and stress fractures, and and then you're also dealing with this esophagus thing. Actually, I, I've seen that on a show called The Doctors here in the U.S., and there was a, a woman on there who had that, and she they, they stretched her esophagus, I believe. And yeah, I mean, just these uh, pretty serious chronic issues, and you said that just just going on the paleo diet in in a few weeks, you feel like your your acid reflux has gone away. Um, you're not having the esophagus issue anymore, and you're just feeling a, a ton better. And, and that was my experience as well with trying the paleo diet. I had irritable bowel syndrome for years, and within a few weeks, that totally went away, and I was just flabbergasted that just a simple change in diet could have that effect. Um, so tell me, tell me more about like the the acid uh, reflux type thing. How long did that take to go away? Um, so to be honest with you, it's, it, it, it sort of went away immediately. And then I had one day where, well, it was Christmas, not Christmas Eve, sorry. It was, um, New Year's Eve and my wife had bought this really nice cake and it was, a, you know, I'd, I'd already been like off sugar and everything else for about a week. And, um, so I had this cake on New Year's Eve and later that night I had this horrible, horrible, uh, acid reflux. It was the kind of thing where I I couldn't lie down in bed anymore. I had to get up and you know take some antacid or something to deal with it. But um, Hey, are, are we back on? Yeah, we're back on. Yeah, Gene, okay. you were just mentioning that uh, you you actually, uh, one night you had a, a piece of cake that your wife had made, and you you were dealing with some pretty bad acid reflux that night, and then you had to take some acid reflux, and that's where I lost lost you, if you could just oh, yeah, kind of continue yeah. from there. Sure, yeah, so I had to take some 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 sort of something to, to reduce the acid and it just to kind of calm down my stomach. But since December 31st, I haven't had, um, you know, any, any issues with swallowing, um, or narrowing of the esophagus. It just feels like it's, um, sort of disappeared. Um, and that's, you know, going on the paleo diet. I mean, I, I, you know, since I guess just right after Christmas is when I started, um, like the day after I haven't had any grains at all. So no wheat, uh, no gluten. Uh, I had a little bit of rice last week, uh, but you know nothing else. Like you know, like no legumes or anything. It's just been you know a hundred percent away from that, which has been you know fantastic. Because um, I noticed almost within span of two weeks that you know swallowing was easier. Um, you know when I drink water, when I eat food, all of that sort of inflammation has gone away. And uh, I remember the last few times where I, I was uh, did have my esophagus uh, dilated or stretched. Uh, the doctor kept saying to me, "Look, you've got you know inflammation in your esophagus, and um, you know the only way to deal with it is to take uh, prednisone, which is a form of uh, steroid, right?" But I always refused to take the prednisone. Um, so, so you know, I think one of the benefits. Uh, you know, and I think one of the things that sort of, I don't know if the, if you know, I'm not a doctor, so I can't kind of bring this right back to one of the podcasts that I listened to, um, you know, around, you know, uh, the wheat belly 
and uh, you know the all of the negative sort of side effects of having you know wheat and gluten, and uh, you know all these things like inflammation and uh, you know foggy brain, uh, you know uh, you know not sleeping well. A lot of that just sort of you know because because in addition to this sort of you know acid reflux and you know uh, a narrowing of my esophagus and the inflammation, um, I do remember having. Uh, you know, having this sort of foggy kind of brain from time to time. Um, and in my job, I need to be very clear and very focused because I'm on phone calls all day in front of customers all day. And I've actually found the last month has just been great. I've been very clear and, you know, feel very, um, you know, very focused and able to concentrate, um, which is great. Yeah, that's that's fantastic, Gene. So, you know, uh, give our listeners, maybe there's someone listening who's dealing with some of the same issues that you were dealing with. Uh, how did you change your diet overnight like that? It sounds like you did it pretty quickly. I mean, it, was it difficult emotionally? Did you have a lot of cravings? And what kind of foods have you replaced uh, what you yeah. were eating before with? Uh, well, that's good. So, so emotionally, I think it, it, it was because um, challenging because I, I really, really love. There are two foods that I really love. One is uh, just dark chocolate. Um, you know, it's not not really high sugar, but dark chocolate, uh, like the the lint, seventy uh, percent or eighty percent and above, uh, which I absolutely love those. So I, I've given those up entirely. Um, and then um, right around uh, where I live, there's this. I mean, we're in France, so this fantastic, fantastic bakery, and there's this kind of the croissant that they make in France called croissant amandine and it's this you know uh, you know it's pastries with uh, sugar flavored uh, enhanced uh, almond paste and chocolate and you know I generally eat that for breakfast you know every every day or every second day and um, that was that was the extent of my breakfast so those two things I found were really hard to because you know, I things I, I really wanted to uh, to have, but I found that though within a week though cravings for that went away, and and now it's been uh, just a little bit over a month. I don't crave sugar at all. I see sugar sitting on the counter. I see chocolate sitting on the counter. My wife buys pain au chocolat, which is chocolate flavored croissants, and you know I, I don't even have a, an inkling or a desire. It's just it's just no longer there to to touch that. So I, I, I I'm pretty focus like when i want to do something i just i just do it right so um so kind of overnight having read and listened to a bunch of your podcasts and those podcasts led me to other podcasts uh i think listening to tim noakes and his sort of view on things uh that you had interviewed him sometime last year like that was really transformational for me and i said one morning i woke up and i said you know i'm just going to do it so stop bread uh stopped uh, any grains stop sugar and, uh, you know, also the other thing is just, uh, reducing the number, uh, the, the amount of alcohol too. I was drinking probably a glass of wine every day, um, you know, in the last six, seven months, but I think I've had a total of three glasses of wine in the last, uh, month, but that was near the very beginning. I haven't had a glass of wine since early January and, and that I'm not missing anymore either. So that's kind of the foods that I'm no longer eating. Um, but what I've more or less replaced my diet with, like mornings now, you know, I'll still have a coffee. I'll drink lots and lots of water, but I'll either have eggs in the morning or I'll have an avocado in the morning. Um, and that, that I find is really good for keeping me going right till about lunch. And then at lunch, I used to have, uh, because of the office where I work out of, um, has this fantastic canteen where you could get 
you know, meat and, uh, you know, pastas and, you know, rice and everything else. Um, I now just go to the salad bar, but uh, the salad has the ability to add things like fish to it or cheese to it. So I'll get like a really good flavored, you know, maybe some smoked salmon and add it to the salad or get, um, you know, some you know good cheese uh, to also put in the salad. So it'll be lots of vegetables with smoked salmon and cheese at lunch, you know, not, you know, not taking any bread and, uh, you know, just focusing on, on water as, as the drink, um, you know, so that ends up being lunch. And then dinner is mostly just uh, proteins and vegetables. So lots and lots of uh, asparagus or uh, Brussels sprouts or cauliflower or um, broccoli. Um, and I just like make extra amounts to make sure I, I stay uh, you know, well satiated. And then I have good proteins like fish or, um, you know, we're trying to buy uh, organic uh, red meats and organic fish, uh, you know, when we can. Um, but up until about a week and a bit ago, I, I really didn't have any carbs at all. But I think it was a week ago, I started adding in sweet potato uh, again, just because with all the running I'm doing, I was I was really feeling like I'm I was lacking something because my body was telling me I think last week that um, yeah about a week and a bit ago I was still I was starting to feel a little bit fatigued around the activity and wasn't able to sort of recover quickly enough so I added sweet potato back into my diet so I've had sweet potato now a few evenings over the last week okay and that's that's fantastic now you mentioned that um, your mood has or your wife has noticed that your mood is a lot better can you tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I work a lot, so she's, uh, doesn't see me as much as she probably would like to see me, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't get those, uh, those, uh, those hunger sort of angry sort of irritable, um, uh, things anymore. I mean, I'm still, I'm still gene, right? So I'm still, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm not perfect. So, you know, there's still things I do that annoy her, but at least, uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't get those irritable sort of feelings anymore. Like this morning I woke up and, you know, I knew my body was hungry, but I wasn't sort of like really, really hungry to a point that if I don't eat, I'm going to get really irritable or get angry or get upset. And, uh, you know, there used to be points where I'd wake up every morning and, you know, I start getting nauseous and start getting sick and say, look, I got to eat. If I don't eat soon, I'm going to feel really sick. And, you know, all of that's sort of gone away, which is, which is good. And I think my wife is, has noticed that. Um, but on the flip side, though, uh, it's actually a little bit challenging for my wife because she's, she loves pasta. She loves bread. She loves good desserts. And she's like, you know, last week she started asking me, when are you going to stop this diet? Because it's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how about your kids so, uh what what kind of foods are they eating uh well they i think they've got well they they eat a lot of um i mean it's it's a it's a relatively healthy diet we don't feed them a lot of sugar i mean we never really ate a lot of sugar to begin with uh, you know we, we tend to buy you know unprocessed foods we make our dinners from scratch and our breakfast and everything else from scratch but um you know my younger daughter absolutely loves yogurt with uh jam um, but we've been putting more applesauce, like unsweetened applesauce into it. And, um, my other daughter, she absolutely loves pasta. And, uh, so, you know, it's something that they, they just, they just love, uh, but they, they know I'm doing this paleo diet and, you know, and, and my older daughter is very curious about it, but she's, uh, she hasn't sort of embarked upon it and I'm not forcing it on her e- either at this point. Mm-hmm. So. 
And yeah. you mentioned that you started to add a few carbs back into your diet, like sweet potatoes and maybe some white rice. And, um, you know, that's something that I found that I had to do as well. I, I went on a really low carb, very high fat diet for a while and I was producing some ketones for about two months. And, uh, I just eventually felt fatigued. I was getting some muscle cramps. Um, and I added some what, uh, uh, Paul Giamonet calls safe starches back into my diet. And what, what's been your experience, you know, going very low carb and then adding a few carbs back in, were there any negative effects as far as, um, being too low in carb? I know you mentioned fatigue. It was, how about anything else? Yeah. Um, I think, I think where it sort of struck me was, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I had just finished, uh, doing a really intense uh, hour workout on the bike and, uh, and then I, I think I had just like, you know, some basic protein and vegetable at, at lunch. And then about two hours later, um, I was just completely, um, sort of floored, meaning I just, I couldn't get off the couch. I was so tired. Um, I stood up at one point and I thought I was going to faint. And, uh, so I've got one of these, um, you know, uh, blood glucose meters. So just out of curiosity, I went and did a blood glucose test and it was at 70, but my ketones were at like 1.7. So I was really, really high on the nutritional ketosis and uh, really low on, on blood sugar. And I think my blood pressure was like 110 over like 60 or something. So, you know, it was pretty low as well. And so I thought to myself, geez, you know, maybe I'm just not getting enough sugar back into me, you know, from from the food. So that night I, I decided to add some sweet potato uh, back in and, and it, it actually felt, felt quite good. I slept well that night and, um, and it's good. But, but, but one of the things I, I have noticed, like when I do have carbs again, I notice the next day that my stool is a lot looser than, uh, than when I'm not having carbs. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know if you've experienced the same thing, but it's just something that I'm experiencing. Yeah. 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 Well, when I was super low carb, I was, got constipated. So adding in some carbs, yeah, helped, uh, you know, made that process better. Right. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, I think putting the carbs back in, you know, uh, helps. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it does. Yeah. So, you know, you have since going, going on this paleo style diet, you know, you've, you've pretty much eliminated your acid reflux. I mean, do you think that it's, there's something else going on? Could it be that you just eliminated, uh, wheat or just the dark chocolate, or do you think it's a combination of all these things? Uh, you know, it could be a combination of all of these things. Um, you know, uh, I mean, hoping I, 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 I you know, I, I think that probably the wheat was the, the primary cause of like the inflammation and the narrowing of the esophagus because like, I don't have that narrowing anymore. I don't have like when I lie down in bed, I don't have the, the acid reflux. So, uh, you know, we'll have to see kind of how it goes in, you know, three, four, five more months. But, uh, uh, for now though, I think, I think the primary culprit was probably, uh, the wheat and I don't know if it's the wheat or grain or gluten. And, um, you know, and I, I, I had once, I once had a test where they went in, you know, in through my esophagus to the stomach and then into the, um, uh, into the digestive tract to uh, do a biopsy to see if I had celiac disease, and I don't. I mean, according to uh, the biopsy results, you know, I don't have celiac disease, but um, but maybe I've got a gluten, um, you know, sensitivity or something. Mm-hmm. So, well, you yeah. know, it's it's a shame that you couldn't have discovered this diet years ago because it sounds like it, it's made your life a lot better. Uh, it, it has, yeah. I mean, I'm feeling uh, more robust, uh, feeling better. Um, like the other thing too, before Christmas is, 
uh, you know, I was starting to, uh, you know, I think just the the stress and the travel with the work and everything else and the diet, I was, you know, gaining gaining more fat than I wanted to gain. And, uh, you know, being somebody who likes running and likes being fit and likes cycling, you know, I wanted to, you know, get back to a state where, you know, the body could get more lean. And uh, so it helps me be faster running and, you know, just overall feel better about, uh, you know, my physique. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I noticed really quickly, like, you know, I, uh, I went from, I think, 164 pounds on December 27th to uh, this morning I weighed myself. I'm now 154 pounds. So just in the span of four weeks, I've lost 10 pounds. Wow, that's pretty incredible. You know, you know Gene, yeah. uh, GERD is something that a lot of people deal with, and, and I'm hoping that today we can help some people. Um, you know, what kind of tips do you have? You, you did this pretty quickly, and it sounds like that's how you do a lot of things in your life, but, uh, you know, you kind of go all in. But what, what tips would you have for someone out there who's experiencing GERD and is on the fence about trying something like this? Is there any tips that you could give them? Um, I think... Uh well, I think that the, the one thing is just just don't be afraid to to try it and um, and also give it time. Like if you don't find any results, like within the first week, you know, give it another week, give it a third week. I mean, I'm four weeks into it, so um, you know, it's still early for me. But I think a lot of it is just time commitment. Uh, I think the first two weeks was a challenge uh, because you know I still had certain cravings or certain foods I really wanted to go back to. Um, but it's just a matter of kind of making that personal commitment to yourself. It's like, look, you're worth it. It's important, um, you know, and this is something worth investigating. Um, so I think the, the primary thing is, you know, before you go into it, though, uh, make sure you are reading, um, you know, about the paleo diet and, you know, to avoid certain mistakes. Like I think a lot of people think the paleo diet is just eating, you know, lots of cheese and lots of, you know, meat, uh, which is not that at all. I mean, it's, it's you know, doing, you know, it's, it's good you know, whole, um, you know, good wholesome kind of meats, but it's also, you know, lots of great and fantastic vegetables to go along with that. And I think you get a lot of nutrition, a lot of, um, sustenance from, from the vegetables, right. Um, that, uh, that, that just kind of make your body feel so much more, um, alive. And so I think that's, yeah, that's one of the things to 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 make sure that when you go do the paleo diet, that you you do do the research so that you're not um so, to flip the point to make sure that you are getting the full spectrum of nutrients that the body needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Gene, you know, I know it's only been a short time, but uh, you know, you've seen remarkable improvements, and I'd like to keep up with you over the next you know six months to a year and see uh, if you're still keeping up with the diet if you're. Uh, if your GERD is still uh, kept under control and things like that. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to have you on the show today so that we could share a little bit with the listeners about um, the success that you've had so far. Well, yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, You know, I'm I'm also now running more, so uh, hopefully my uh, bone density is improving. Uh, You know, I've kind of ramped up slowly over last year. So, you know, in the months to come, I could give you an update on that. I have uh, two races that I um, entered, uh, one in a couple of weeks. It's a 15-kilometer trail race. And then I have another one near the end of March, which is a 30-kilometer uh, trail race as well. So, um, I'm feeling good, uh, so far, no, no issues. I did a, you know, did four runs, uh, this past week. And so I'm happy about that. 
and uh, you know the legs feel robust, the body feels robust. So um, I'm now starting to to add longer runs into my into my workout. So hopefully that doesn't uh, precipitate into a stress fracture at some point over the next couple of weeks. But um, I think I've been building a lot um, slowly. Um, so I think uh, I probably have the bone mineral density required to start ramping up a little bit more. But also focusing on trail races. I think it's a little bit lighter on the on the feet than uh, running on, on pavement. So mm-hmm. I'll, I can let you know how those go too. That'd be great. Is there somewhere where we could keep up with you online? Do you, do you have a Twitter or Google Plus or a blog or, or anything yet? Uh, well, I, I am on Twitter, but uh, I, I log every single run I do on Strava. Um, so... If anybody, I could send you my Strava link, uh, you know, when we're done the the call. Um, but yeah, I'm on Strava. I'm also on Twitter, uh, Gene Villeneuve. So it's G E N E, and then Villeneuve is a V I double L E N E U V E. Um, I'm on Facebook too, but my Facebook is so locked down because uh, I only put photos of like family and stuff like that up there, and I lock it down so it's mostly close friends who see it. Okay. All right, great, Gene. Well, it's been great talking with you, and th- thanks so much for being on the show. Well, thank you very much, Aaron, and uh, uh, again, I look forward to future episodes. I absolutely love uh, listening to uh, uh, the Paleo Runner podcast, so thank you. Thanks for listening to another Paleo Runner podcast. If you like podcasts, you're also going to like Audible.com. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. You can even burn a CD of the audiobook if you like. It's a great way to learn while you're driving in the car or cleaning up around the house. One of the great things about Audible is that if you decide that you don't like the book you've downloaded, you can actually exchange it for another one. They want you to be happy with your order. If you'd like to get a free audiobook download, sign up at audibletrial.com slash paleorunner. You'll get a free audiobook download that you can keep regardless of whether you continue with the service or not. So go to audibletrial.com slash paleorunner. Thanks for listening.